What's up, Kiki crew? This is your girl Coco with another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. I have my friends, family, or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the day is. So today there is no guest, it's just me, but you know, I got a good show in store for us, but we're going to go ahead and start off with the drink with Coco per usual. And this week's drink with Coco, I I am recommending this drink, but I found it from the Tipsy Bartender. And as y'all all know, those who listen on a regular basis, my drink of choice is Hennessy. So I wanted to take it back to what I love and the drink y'all gonna laugh at this name but it's called the booty clap (laughs) and so what's in it is hennessy almond liqueur and go passion alizé like little quick little you know just a little quick little tidbit about myself I'm not going to tell y'all what my middle name is, but because I disliked it so much, I used to tell people that the A in my name stood for Alizé. Don't laugh at me, but I don't know why I did that, but I did. Now, looking back on it, it's funny as hell, but... If my mom, I know my mama gonna listen to this and be like, what the hell? But yes, that's what I used to tell my friends. My middle name was Alizé. But yes, if y'all drink it, let me know. Hashtag drink with Coco and then at Kikan with Coco. So now that we got this drink with Coco out the way, we gonna go ahead and get into the word on the street. So, unfortunately, it's going to start off a little sad, but, um, and typically, I don't too much like to talk about people passing away or sad stuff, but Tracy Braxton from the Braxton family, the Braxton family values, Tony Braxton's sister just recently passed away from esophageal cancer. Which is cancer in the esophagus, but the esophagus is the food pipe that runs from the throat to the stomach. And, you know, I think cancer is just one of those things. It's affected many people. And even though I did not personally know Tracy Braxton, I will say from watching the Braxton family values, I just loved her energy, her presence. She was like, like all of them are very sweet individuals, but I feel like she was one of the sisters that people talked about a lot because of her way in comparison to the other sisters, like all these negative things, but she was really like just a sweet person regardless of what people on social media had to say about her and you know regardless of what type of dynamics there were within their family I think every family has their quirks but at the end of the day they all supported each other 
you know, loved each other and sisters, families, they're going to fight, they're going to disagree, but they are also going to love and fight hard for each other. So I definitely give my condolences to the Braxton family as they have lost such an amazing person to their family and you know, she had a son, she was a grandmother, she had a husband, you know, so she wasn't just Tony Braxton's sister. She was so much more than that. And I think if you lose any family member, you know, it's sad, but especially to you lose them to cancer as so many people have, you know, lost the battle to cancer. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you just want to say, fuck cancer. But again, my condolences go out to the Braxton family and, you know, we're gonna, um, go ahead and just keep it moving. Our next topic is, to me, I mean, it's funny, but not funny at the same time. So, we're going to talk about Jesse Smollett. If you are not in the know about what's going on with Jesse Smollett, just to give you a little background information, back in 2019, he claims that he was attacked by two MAGA supporters. And if you don't know what a MAGA supporter is, it they are people who follow Trump or, you know, a um, acronym to... The acronym for his slogan, Make America Great Again. So that happened. And then after investigations were completed, they found that two Nigerians were the people of interest or the people involved in the attack. Come to find out, they worked as extras on the show Empire that Jesse was a part of. He paid them $3,500 to stage the attack. Um, the check that was written said it was like for, for working out together, gym training, something like that. But just $35 to for them to come beat you up, that wasn't enough money. Too much at, I guess nobody thought they was going to get caught. But at the end of the day, $3,500 for me to possibly go to jail for lying, mm, I don't know about that. But yeah, so it came out that he staged this situation. And so basically, it's been, you know, in, they've been in court for the past three years about this. He finally was found guilty um, on December 9th of 2021. And his sentencing happened on 11 March. So he was sent, he ended up getting sentenced to 150 days in the Cook County Jail, which is in Chicago, Illinois. And he got 30 months probation, $120,000 in restitution, $120,000 in restitution, and $25,000 fine. All in all, like, I get at that point in time, we were in a, like, the country was in a state where, they wanted to prove something, like get Trump out of office, like I get it. But under no circumstances would I personally stay, pay somebody to come whoop my ass. So that's one. I know you're trying to prove a point, Jesse, but first off, I'm not about to get beat down, not on purpose. 
You know what I'm saying? So so that's that was number one. I, I would not do that. And then two, I just feel like lying to the authorities is never a good idea. Like, no matter what point you are trying to prove, lying to the authorities is not the way to go. So it, it's just all a bad look. I get what he was trying to do, but it was a sad attempt at proving whatever point he was trying to prove. But yeah, so that this is where we are with Jesse Smollett. You know, he's crying, he's not guilty. You know, of course his his family is behind him 100%. Um, but at the end of the day, it wasn't like they found actual MAGA supporters who whooped his ass. So what could you expect? You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been a a coup on these two Nigerians' behalf. Like, we gonna lie about this. Like, maybe he really did just pay them to, um, you know, just train him in the gym. But, yeah, bro, it's just not a good look. So... That is going to wrap it up for this week's Word on the Street. And now we're going to get into the hot cup of cocoa. So, the Kiki crew, y'all know I love me some TV. And I will say I prefer TV shows over movies. Just because I feel like with television... Because it's a series, you get an opportunity to develop a character's personality, like what type of person they are, like you know more about this individual versus a movie where you're trying to fit all this information into one, you know, into one hour and a half, two hour movie or what have you. And so it's not a lot, I mean, it's character development, of course. But it's just not an in-depth character development. So, I'm talking about TV because we going to talk about Bel Air. I know the season is not complete, but after seven episodes, I have finally broken down and gotten the Peacock app so that I could watch Bel Air. And I will be keeping the Bel Air app because, I mean, not the Bel Air app, the Peacock app, because at the end of the year, one of my favorite movies, The Best Man, both the original and the sequel, two of my favorite movies, they are making, turning in it, turning it into a series and it will air at the end of this year. So I will definitely be watching that. But for right now, we on Bel Air. So y'all know an episode is going to come to talk about that. So with Bel Air, I think this, like for this, I wanted to give my own perspective and not someone else's to, to go along with mine. But so what I will say, this is a reboot. And the reboot, of course, is dealing with modern day issues. So I will say this is a completely different show. So let's put that out there first. So if you haven't watched it, 
This is a spoiler, so you may want to not listen until you watch it or whatever the case may be, but you have been forewarned because I'm about to go in. So I say this is not the same show. The original show was a comedy. We watched, we tuned in to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so we could watch Will be stupid, do funny stuff, you know, whatever. See what him and Carlton get getting into, see Jazz getting thrown out the house, you know. But the Bel-Air show is a drama, like drama from the start. So on the original show, you know, even in the show like the show intro it talk about how will got into this one fight his mama got got scared and sent him to be the prince of fresh prince of bel-air so that's that now on the new show we getting like we seeing the actual accounts of this fight and you know because it's modern day we got to make it more thugged out than just a few punches was thrown so yes a fist fight broke out but Will shot a gun in the air. So once the gunshots went boom, 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 the police rolled up and Will was there with a friend and the friend got away, Will got caught. And of course, his fingerprints were on the gun. So he was basically going to get charged with, um, you know, gun possession or whatever. And then, and of course, this gun was not registered to him. So we already know that's got a whole bunch of extra tagging along with it. And then another person that was arrested was the person he got into the altercation with. And he just so happened to be like the leader of the gang in in his neighborhood. And the next day, Will gets bailed out and you know old boy is like oh he snitched you know what i'm saying he on his head he put a bounty out for him like i'm looking for this dude you know whatever so of course will is flown out to la to the bel-air to be with the banks family which is his aunt vivian's family um you know you got your usual suspects you got Jeffrey, you got Uncle Phil, Aunt Viv, Ashley, Hillary, Carlton, you know, and then Will jumps himself in the mix. But Jazz is introduced in a different way. Not just his homeboy from back in Philly, but he was the cab driver that brought him from the airport to the bank's estate. So jazz is introduced in a totally different light but definitely become becomes like you know will's friend so that dynamic is still the same like we friends we hang out we cool we both from philly you know whatever but hillary so on the original show hillary is very self-absorbed um but in this show like she is a 20-something trying to find herself. And of course, in today's society, everybody wants to be a internet influencer. You know, a social media influencer. So she's going that route. But Hillary on this show, cook. Hillary on the other show did not cook. 
But like this Hillary is like trying to be a caterer. That is what her social media presence is. She does cooking tutorials, you know, that type of thing. And then her and Will are actually tight. Like she warmly welcomes him to their home. You know, what's up fam? Glad you here. And then of course, Ashley is, you know, she's Ashley. She's the cute younger sister impressionable but of course let's put today's spin on it and she's struggling or trying to figure out what her sexual identity is she likes girls but is not closed off to dating boys so that's where Ashley is it's not a lot as of right now in the first seven episodes Ashley's character is not very prominent just yet. And then we have Carlton. Now, personally, I will say I do not like Carlton's character on the show. Like, in the original show, yes, Carlton was like a preppy boy, knew he was rich, you know, whatever. But Carlton was actually happy to have Will around. Like, of course, they had their dynamic, their differences, but for the most part, Carlton was like, I don't want you hanging around me. You know what I'm saying? He was eager to be like, let me introduce you to my friends, you know, whatever. This Carlton, I don't know. I mean, as the show progresses, you can definitely see potentially where his feelings toward Will comes from. But he's very standoffish, not very welcoming, you know, and of course has his own issues. Uncle Phil, of course, he's a lawyer, but then he's running for the DEA for um, Los Angeles. So they're in like campaign mode right now. And, you know, they in campaign mode. Aunt Viv. So Aunt Viv's character it's very, it's not very different, but different from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Viv. So in the original Fresh Prince, um, Aunt Viv is like a professor, very smart, a confident woman, you know, love what she do, love her family, you know, all of this and that. The new Aunt Viv, love her family, she, she, you know, ride for her family up and down, whatever. But the difference is there are some insecurities in her character. Like, she is a professor, but she's like a professor of art. But I think she was originally an artist and gave it up just to be, you know, a full-time family woman or whatever. And... You know, Michael Ely pops himself up into this show as someone who is interested in Aunt Viv's artwork, but then they're portraying like some sexual tension between the two. So, of course, Uncle Phil, he peeps this and he like swoop in and was like, nah, fam, it's not going down. So that's that. Uncle Phil, I really don't have too much to say about Uncle Phil's character. The only difference in the characters is that 
the old Uncle Phil was like uptight into classical music, you know, that type of thing. The new Uncle Phil is like, yeah, I'm going to go to a concert, a hip hop concert with y'all. I, I love rap. I play basketball. Like he more down for Will in that aspect. Um, and I think that's where Carlton's feelings come in about Will is because he sees them building this relationship with each other, something that he and his father don't have because he not into that. Like Carlton play whatever that damn uh, sport is. I don't it ain't football, but it's something with it. I can't think of the name of this sport that he do. But lacrosse. He played lacrosse, you know, at the school that they go to. Like, he's just very whitewashed. Um, I mean, the original Carlton was whitewashed, but he wasn't. He was open to seeing Will's point of view about his interactions with his friends and stuff like that. On the new show, Carlton is like, this is my realm. I run this school, you know, whatever, whatever. He's okay with his friends using the N-word, you know, and Will is like, nah, I'm not with that. You know, like, don't use that word around me. And Carlton is like, but the rappers that they, the music that they listen to use those words. So why can't they? And it's just like, Carlton... You can't be that, you can't be that delusional. And then to, th- to think about it, like, you know, I'm not trying to say nothing about nobody's color, but you like the darkest of the dark and you, and you like entertaining this, but like behind your back, they probably calling you the N word or other derogatory terms that go along with being a black person so you know it's definitely one of those things like come on Carlton open your eyes um at a point in the show you do kind of see Carlton's and Will's relationship dynamic change but it's still tension there now we're it's an old character that's being introduced but she's introduced very early on in the in the shows in the show so in the original will has a girlfriend named lisa but they did not meet each other until college and then in this show there is a lisa in high school that will is interested in but she also dated carlton Sometime prior to Will moving there. So that's another reason why Carlton don't fool with Will. Because he sees that this girl Lisa is, you know, carrying out, is growing feelings for Will and vice versa. And so, um, like, like I said, it's a very different show. And do I like it? I'm one of those people, if I start watching something, I have to watch it to the end. Um, But I will say something has gravitated me toward 
continuing watching this show. I don't know if it's the drama or just really trying to delve into what the similarities are between the two shows. But um, I will say I'm, I will continue to watch the shows. I definitely suggest y'all watch the show. Like it's like I said, it's different, hella different, but I like it. I'll just come out and say I like it. Overall, oh, Jeffrey. I forgot about Jeffrey. Jeffrey is totally not the Jeffrey we know from the original. Like the original, you know, he just had his little snide comments, did his work around the house, but he was just considered the butler on the original show. On this show, Jeffrey is the estate manager. So he is not the only person working in this home. There are other people. He just manages all the workers within the estate. So that's that. And then he also low-key like a hitman. So Jeffrey and Uncle Phil actually have like a friendship in this show. It's just not like an employee-employer relationship. Like... He is legit a friend to him, like a confidant. And now, mind you, old boy back in Philly is looking for Will. Will posts, somebody posts something about Will on the internet. So, of course, old boy back in Philly finds out where Will is. And he sends someone to L.A. to look for him. Jeffrey like meets up with somebody, tell him like, yeah, tell him we not paying this money, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then old boy in Philly mysteriously end up dead. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, Jeffrey, what are you doing? Like, what? You a hitman now? Like, you not just a butler? Okay, Jeffrey, I see you. So, yes, Jeffrey is more like a confidant to Uncle Phil versus an employee. And, yeah. So, that really surprised me. Um, seeing, like, how Jeffrey's character was. Oh, y'all know in the original show, Jeff, not Jeffrey, um, Jazz and Hillary, like, of course, Jazz was, like, all in love with, Hil like, just enamored by Hillary, and Hil Hillary was, like, ill, gross, however, no, no, so, um, but the dynamic between Jazz and Hillary in the new show is they actually vibing with each other, you know what I'm saying, like, so overall, the show it has the same characters, but these characters are different people. Same characters, same names, different people. Um, and not just the physical different person, but like just different people altogether. Um, and like I said, I like the show. I definitely say watch it. I definitely gave away a lot, a lot of details. So, um, but to me, like, even if somebody tell me details, 
it's not going to discourage me from watching something because I genuinely want to see for myself because just in me telling it like, you don't see the scenery, you're not seeing how any of this stuff is unfolding. So I would definitely recommend you watch it. Yes, you may know what's going to happen in certain instances, but you don't know how it happens. So that's my take on when people give me spoilers and it's just like, okay, I'm still going to watch it anyway, you know? So yes, definitely watch Bel Air. Um, If you can jail, like if you don't want to pay for the Peacock app, you know, there are ways to watch things on the internet. So I would definitely say like, find a way to watch it. It's definitely a must watch. If you have seen it, definitely let me know. Definitely let me know you guys' thoughts. And, you know, like I said, let me know you guys' thoughts. Reach out to me on the social media. But I actually have a Ask Coco type question this week. And it's from a guy. So this guy says he is currently living. (laughs) It's okay. He's currently living with his pregnant girl. I'm not going to call her his girlfriend because it don't really seem like they girlfriend and boyfriend, but they live together and she is pregnant and she found a female's number in his phone or whatever the case may be. I believe she caught him cheating or maybe he messed around with this individual And so she's upset about it. So he's like, what should I do? Well, first off, it definitely sounds like y'all together. Y'all live together. She is pregnant. Now, maybe if y'all didn't live together and she was pregnant, then you could kind of argue the case of, you know, we girlfriend and boyfriend or not girlfriend and boyfriend or we not official. But how you live in a whole house with somebody that is having your child and you're not in a relationship with them. Like, I guess the whole conversation of exclusivity has not happened, but I just feel like the moment you moved in together, that should have solidified y'all was official. But, you know, he's like, she don't really listen to what he tell her to do. You know, that type of thing. And I'm the type of person like, tell you what to do. Like, tell me what to do. Mm, no so yeah overall I think like first off they need to sit down and have a conversation as to what their relationship is are they together or not that or are they not together are you guys gonna just co-parent and I'm like you know if you want to be with this girl you know you either need to talk about a therapist Talk to a therapist about whatever issues that you have that hinder you from making this girl your your girlfriend that you're starting a family with, per se. But, um, you know, also just besides talking out what y'all situation is. But I think that's really the root of the situation is y'all need to solidify what y'all are 
and talk about how you're going to move forward in your relationship because this is the point where you either need to be like okay we together or we not together because now at this point you just stringing her along because she having your kid you know what I'm saying like she you can just fuck off and do whatever you want because you pay the bills and I guess she don't pay no bills but yeah you need to Figure out that situation moving forward and yeah, just talk about how y'all finna operate because to me, if, and if you want to break up with her, like I get it, maybe she don't have no place to go, but like maybe you need to help her figure that situation out or maybe once you finally say like yay or nay we together or not maybe she'll just get her shit together and be like okay I I know where I'm not motherfucking wanted and gone about her day you know what I'm saying because me personally I don't never want a motherfucker to be able to be like get out my house like I have always wanted to have my own space because I be goddamn if you tell me I need to go you know what I'm saying? And if we're going to live together, we need to get a place together. Because I wouldn't even want to do that to to that person. To be like, nah, you need to get the fuck out. Like, what if they don't have nowhere to go? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I've never wanted to be the type of person that was asked out. So, me personally, I don't think I would move in with a man knowing I didn't have no way to support myself without him. So whatever her situation was before he came in the picture, she might need to go back to that. But yeah, so one, I never want to give a man room to be like, get the fuck out. And I never want him to be able to go to his friends and be like, yeah, I guess it's a pride thing for a man to be like, I take care of my woman, you know, X, Y, Z, my woman don't have to work. But in the same token, like how he was how the tone of it was like he don't appreciate that she don't work and that's not the tone I would want my man to portray to somebody else so um I don't want to give you room to be able to do that and it could be a pride thing for me but yeah pride is not gonna let you play me out in these streets you know so that's one um so I guess I'm giving advice for both of them he needs to figure out what he want from this situation and clarify. And she needs to figure out how to put herself in a better situation to navigate. Because, like I said, baby girl, no man, no man is going to have the option to tell me to get out. That's so... Have some money. You might need to get a job or whatever the case may be so that you can take care of yourself. And especially because you're going to have a kid now. You need to be able to take support you and your kid, whether this man is going to be in your life or not. You know what I'm saying? And because it already sound like y'all don't have nothing concrete, I wouldn't want to put my all my eggs in his basket anyway. And I'm not saying all my eggs in his basket in a sense of having like a dude on the side or whatever, but just having your own shit. I think that's the most important thing to have your own shit, have your own money. Like now I know I've been on this show preaching 
you know, or not preaching, but being like, yeah, I wish I had a man that would be like, let me pay all your bills, you know, X, Y, Z. But if I did have a man who could do that for me, guess what? I would be stacking my cash because what you're not going to do is be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> so, and however it come up, it's just always going to equate in my mind. You could say it the nicest way possible and be like, yeah, the living arrangements is not working out. You could find a nice way to say it. But in my head, it's resonating as you said, get the fuck out. And I can't allow myself. I can't allow myself to be treated that way. You know, so, and I, I, I have been a fool for love. And anybody else, I'm sure there are some of y'all out there have been fools for love. But ain't nobody ever put me in a situation where I was financially strapped. That I felt like I was left out back. Like none of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, but yeah, girl. I, I need for you to to get your your own self in order. You ain't got no house to get in order. But get your own self together. You know what I'm saying? And homeboy, you need to figure out what you're trying to do. Because it's also not good that you string her along. Maybe because y'all live together, she's under the impression that y'all are more than what y'all are. You know what I'm saying? And so, of course, she would be offended if she found out you were cheating on her. Because in her mind, I'm pregnant. We live together. Like, how could you do me like this? You know, so you definitely need to get your shit together. Like, both of y'all got some work that needs to be done. And I'm not judging y'all's situation because everybody's situation is different. You know, everybody's relationship dynamics are different. But at the end of the day, like, nobody wants to be strung along and nobody wants to feel like they're undesired, you know, or unwanted. So, oh, because that's, that's what it, now that I'm thinking about what I read, he was saying, like, she don't love him the way that he want to be loved. And so that's something that he may need to find a way to express to her. Like, I know I'm the type of person, if you tell me something that I'm not doing for you, I'm going to try and change that up to accommodate what, if like, if I care enough about you, I'll try and switch it up to give you what you want. So for me personally, I can be affectionate and I cannot be affectionate. Um... And there are instances, like even in my current relationship, like I have to remind myself to do certain things because I know it's what he like. And I'm not saying like nothing crazy, but just like when he walks in the door, like, you know, kiss him. Hey, babe, how you doing? You know, whatever. I have to remind myself to do that because I could just be sitting on the couch like, hey, good to see you, you know, whatever, but, you know, some, everybody needs something different, you know, so that's something to be cognizant of when you are in a relationship is figuring out what it is that your person needs from you, because everybody's love language is different, you know, like, somebody's love language could literally be physical touch, that is not my love language. Like, 
Yes, I like getting massages, but that's just because my body be tired. It be weary. But, you know, as far as like just sitting on the couch, you know, I don't, you don't got to touch me while we watching this TV. You know what I'm saying? Or like when we out in public, I don't need you to hold my hand. Now, will I hold hands? Yes, I will hold hands, but it's not a, a priority for me to be like, let's hold hands while we out in the street. You know, it's, that's just not me. Um, and maybe I've just become this way over time, but, and, and it's probably because I spend a lot of time by myself. <laughs> like, I, like, I just prefer being alone. Like, I like being with my man when we're together you know, I enjoy our time together. So I don't want y'all to think like, you know, my man irritate me because he definitely don't. When we around each other, like, yes, we are together, you know, but we don't have to be all over each other. And that's the part. I think that's the part that I can appreciate. And the affection part that pro- like excessive touching is like, okay, let's calm it down a bit. Let's scale it back, you know. But I can be in the moment and enjoy where we are and be affectionate, just not excessively affectionate. Um, and so, yeah, everybody's love language is different. So if you feel like your person is not loving you the way you want to be loved or showing you love in the way that you receive it, I think that's a better way to say it. Like, is not giving you love in the way you, you receive it. Because I know for me, like with my love language being gifts, yes, I like to get gifts, but I also like to give gifts. I try to be very thoughtful in my gift giving. You know, I try to get people gifts based on things I know that they need and not necessarily I'm buying you necessities like toothbrush, toothpaste, that type of stuff. But like if you start in a business or have a business, I'm going to try and buy you something that you can use for your business. You know what I'm saying? So I try, I show my love with gifts, even though I know that's not specifically someone else's love language. You know what I'm saying? But I can also meet them where they are. And I think that's where talking to your person comes in at, like knowing their likes and dislikes and that type of thing. Like, even if you've never read the five love languages or know what the five love languages are, just talking to somebody will tell you what kind of person they are, how they receive love, what type of things they like. Like, those are the type of things that people need to be paying attention to when they're dating. And I know in today's culture, it's a lot of hookup business going on, but sometimes hooking up get you in situations as such where you potentially impregnating somebody or having a child with somebody and end up feeling like you got to take care of this person when if you had a conversation besides wrapping it up or just not doing it um if you just had a conversation or if you were having conversations with someone prior to getting in bed with them then you know, maybe things would pan out differently. So, yeah, that that is my take on that situation. 
I appreciate you for writing into Ask Coco. You know, if y'all have any questions that y'all would like to ask me, feel free to hit the email up at kikianwithcocopie at gmail.com. You can also follow me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. I will respond to you or, you know, I interact with people who interact with me. You know what I'm saying? So definitely do that. Contact me with whichever way you like. There are multiple ways. Um, Y'all can always hit up the website, has a contact me. It will come to my email Um, but yeah, so I hope y'all like this solo episode, definitely something different from the last solo episode, but I have figured that when I don't have a guest on the show, I'll still give y'all an episode. So I hope y'all like this. I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. And until next time, bye.